0: Hello and welcome to How Would You Know, the podcast where we ask the big questions of the people who are actually in the know. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of these lands, the Jagera, Yugara and Ugaribul peoples of Ipswich and Springfield, where this podcast is recorded as keepers of ancient knowledge and whose cultures and customs continue to nurture this land. I also pay respect to elders past, present and future. Today in the studio, we are joined by two friends of the podcast and members of the USQ Ally Network, School Engagement Coordinator, Michelle Killen, and Student Wellness Advisor, Robin Eder, <laughs> now excuse me, that's something I should have checked. How do you um, pronounce your last name?
1: day
0: G'day. Okay. Today in the studio we are joined by two friends of the podcast and members of the USQ Ally Network, School Engagement Coordinator Michelle Killen and Student Wellness Advisor Robin Adeagbe. Robin, I'll start with you. Could you please tell us about the Ally Network at USQ?
1: Mm-hmm. Look, I'll give you the spiel I give to people who are um, when I'm trying to recruit. And that's just to say that it's a network where we try to make an an inclusive supportive space for individuals who ident- identify as LGBTIQ, um, and um, it's for people who do identify and their supporters, so anyone can join.
0: Lovely. Um, now, mm-hmm. Michelle, you're a member of the I Ally am. Network.
2: I am a member of the Ally Network and uh, someone who identifies as a member of the LGBTIQ community.
0: Fantastic. So was that the driving force behind uh, why you joined the community? When did you join oh, the Ally Network?
2: It's interesting, actually. I was here as a, a USQ staff member, actually, on a contract to start with. So, you know, took I, I was always active because I was lucky enough to have already worked in the in the success and being team where the Ally Network is hosted, I suppose, um, for want of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, Yep, then I actually, I did go and do the training and what was really interesting as a member or someone who identifies as the LGBTIQ uh, member of their community, it was interesting to do the ally training. I have done trainings previously in various other workplaces as well as um, being on internal you know, committees and things like that. But it's always interesting, I think, to do some training where you get to sort of, I, I guess, reflect a bit. And also hear a little bit about some of the, the more recent things that are going on in the community and things that people are finding out. Because, you know, there's, there's constant research being done, isn't there, Robin? Mm-hmm. And, you know, constant updates in terms of, gosh, terms and, and how people identify, um, which I think is really, really incredibly important, um, you know, that identification.
0: Definitely, mm. definitely. I must admit, I, um, I did have to look up when I was first um, recording the podcast, yep. uh, the order of an LGBTIQ uh, is the current um, <laughs> iteration that may change again.
2: And, and I know one of the things that you get out of the training this is probably earlier than what you were going to bring in the conversation. But uh, in terms of, you know, how do you identify? I actually identify as gay um, rather than as a lesbian. Um, and that's probably partly to do with the fact that I'm probably a little bit old school. When I was growing up, everyone was either, you know, you were gay or you weren't. Um, and so I, my personal identity is as a gay woman. Um, you know, that's just my own personal identity and it doesn't necessarily mean that that won't change because it, absolutely could change you know i think one of the things that you learn in the ally training that you do is that identification and sexuality can be fluid for people across their lifespan and and while i might identify as a gay female at this point in time there's nothing to say that perhaps you know <laughs> down the future perhaps potentially maybe i'll decide that no actually I'm, that's not quite my identity maybe i'm something else
0: so, so it's not really like a one hat fits all sort of deal
2: mm. No. there's no. a Uh, For anyone who's interested,
1: there's a a nice little um, diagram that explains a lot of it called the gender unicorn. So if you Google gender unicorn and it shows all these continuums and it includes things like gender identity, sexual orientation, sex assigned at birth, um, and a lot of the um, continuums, all of us can fall at any point on any of those continuums and those points can change throughout life. For some people it's fixed. Um, But there's a whole heap of combinations that are possible.
0: Absolutely. Well, that sounds like a fantastic resource to Mm. use. Um, What other things do the Ally Network provide or or what do they do?
1: Mm. Well, look, I'll spruit the thing that I do, (laughs) (laughs) which is the Ally Network Natters. And so that's once a month we have a gathering. um, So it'll be either on Springfield or Ipswich campus usually just because that's my neck of the woods. And um, we'll have a guest speaker each time and um, people have a nibble and a natter, um, hear the guest speaker, have Q&A. Um, and it's just like when I came on board at USQ two years ago and I was aware of the Ally Network, it was join the Ally Network, but then what? And mm-hmm. so I th- um, I saw that there was a gap in like, you know, something where we needed to physically come together. And for our online community, community we Zoom them so people can join by webinar as well. Yep. But other than that, um, Ida Hobbit is a big... Day each year, um, International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Intersex <laughs> and Transphobia. Um, and um, we'll always celebrate that and we raise the rainbow flag for that each year. Um, we issue a monthly newsletter, Ally, Ally Network newsletter, which has news items, supports out there, that sort of thing. And we also run um, LGBTIQ plus awareness training, which makes you eligible to join the Ally Network.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And don't forget about the library space thank you. I did forget about the, <laughs> safe, the safe space. So um, our team also um, championed having the libraries um, designated as official safe spaces mm-hmm. for LGBTIQ individuals.
2: Yeah.
0: Excellent. Now, this may seem like a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. There
2: is no stupid questions, Tom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is it important for organisations like USQ to have an ally network and mm-hmm. have safe spaces for those students?
2: Yeah.
1: Look, I mean, I see it as for any minority that may have experienced discrimination and harassment, or just bec- by nature of being a minority, to have the assumption that you're heterosexual and that your sex and gender align, that those individuals will feel that they might have to be wary of disclosing, or if they, so for some people, they can't even hide what they are if they're like transgender and all the rest, and that makes them vulnerable. And so I think it's important that there's a very visible, obvious support for um, people who identify for that reason.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Robin. I think one of the things that I found, and I've worked in different sectors uh, and worked in different, um, I suppose, you know, government, non-government, community um, schools as well. So, you know, I think one of the things that's, as I grow up, older and more mature and probably become much more comfortable in myself as well. I think it's really important that we have people who are visible within the community who are incredibly accepting of difference, um, regardless of what that difference is, because that gives young people and or people who are older the confidence to accept themselves and come out and kind of say, hey, I'm a little bit different as well and there's a place for me. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's incredibly important and I think that's why... I'm so passionate about the Ally Network here at USQ because, you know, I've always felt like it's a safe place here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an employee, um, I my, my children actually also go here um, and, you know, it's a safe place for them to be able to say, my mum's gay, you know, and I think that that's really cool. I think that's so incredibly important. But what you're saying, Robin, before I think that's one of the things about the Ally training is that having that awareness that, you know, in, in many workplaces, and many of us just part of our everyday conversation, oh, are you married? Well, up until recently, my answer was, I'm not allowed to get married. Oh, okay, why's that? Or, you know, do you have a boyfriend? Or, you know, well, actually, when you ask me, do I have a boyfriend or "Am I do I have a husband, you're forcing me to take a stand as to whether I'm wanting to come out to you or not as to whether you're a safe person. So, you know, and I think in a workplace that encourages us to be a little bit more do you have a partner and you know that kind of training of that awareness I think is incredibly important Um, and the other thing I will say is that as a university I know for myself I actually sort of was in the process of coming out through uh, when I was doing one of my lots of study so I was actually in a university environment and they didn't have a very active or very visible ally network at all at that place where I was. Um, and so for me, I actually spent a lot of time with a psychologist, um, no way associated with the university because I didn't have anyone else to go to, uh, you know, and I know there's a lot of supports in the community, but because I was so separated from much of the community and didn't have any supports at the university, I really didn't know where to go. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that USQ here with the, such a visible ally network, you know, and, and people who are allies, whether they identify as a member of the LGBTIQ community or whether they just identify as, as someone who supports the LGBTI community, um, and having these visible ally, you know, stickers on things, the badges that they wear, those kinds of things, being visible at functions and events, I think makes it a much safer place for people to kind of go, oh... I'm kind of questioning things at the moment. You might be able to tell me what I can do about getting some support, which is very different to what my experience was like and I think it's incredibly important.
0: I feel like you've had a peek at my run sheet because you're <laughs> answering questions in <laughs> Sorry, advance. Tom. <laughs> um, because I was going to ask, mm. for individuals who don't uh, identify as LGBTIQ, yep. uh, how can they be, I guess, supporting and, and what can they be doing to make a difference?
2: Mm.
1: I think... Basically, kind of what Michelle was saying, if you wear your badge, <laughs> it identifies you as someone who's safe to approach um, and just show support at the events that USQ runs at, at any rate. And um, then people, you know, the more people we get like that, the, s- the more comfortable people will feel who you do identify.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, that, that safety, but it's also about that. I suppose I was going to say that awareness, you know, my children, even for themselves in the school environments when they were going to school, um, you know, people would talk about their mums and their dads and stuff like that. And yes, my children do both have a, they have a mum and they do have a dad. Um, However, their mum is not married to their dad (laughs) and their mum identifies as gay. So when people would say, oh, does your mum have a boyfriend or anything like that? that forced them, and they weren't themselves, you know, someone who, who identifies LGBTIQ, but, you know, they are a member of the community purely because of who their mother is. So I think even, you know, remembering that I suppose coming out is not just a process that does is just for the person who's coming out, it's also for their family members as well, you know, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, they do also often feel that they have to be in that position of, oh, do I disclose that my son or my daughter identifies as gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender or, or queer or questioning um, and all of those things. But I think that the more we make it visible, the more we make it as part of is as part of who we are as a university, um, and it is very visible, I think. Mm. I think we are, you know, we're very lucky. You know, even at our open day, we have the, the ally stall and stuff like that, which is really cool, you know. So I think people get to see that that's part mm. of the USQ community. And I think it's really important to just continue to have that visibility because you just never know when someone themselves is actually facing, mm. you know, that, oh, am I questioning what my identity is?
0: Absolutely. It's actually very interesting. Your son's written an article for Mm -hmm. Social Hub. You can head there, social.usq.edu.au. But, yeah, Jesse actually shared some really interesting insights on how that affects, like, a wider pool than, um, you know, just directly the person and and how being part of that community doesn't mean that you have to identify, but you...
2: Exactly right. I think one of the things that I always remember and... Sorry, Jesse, up front. (laughs) One of the things I remember him talking to me about was, uh, you know, this thing at school. He had this thing that came up at school and someone sort of talked about, you know, I don't know how, you know, to act gay. And and he's kind of like, well, now, hang on, my mum's gay and she's pretty much the most normal person you'll meet. (laughs) So, you know, like, it's also about challenging perceptions, I think, as well. And I think that the more visibility members of the LGBTIQ community have, but also the more visibly allies have as well. I think, you know, really just highlighting that th- there is no one way of identifying as a member of the LGBTI community. There is no one way of being an ally of the community either. Um, and I think that's really important for mm. me anyway. Yeah. No, I, th-
1: I think you've got the expertise to speak from that perspective for sure, Michelle. And as I said, yeah, the more normal it becomes like the, with acceptance with people showing support then the easier it is for people to disclose
2: yeah and I think probably the other thing to help uh, young people I think in particular you know when they're in the process of coming out and perhaps I didn't necessarily I suppose you know I was more advanced in my years when I came out, so <laughs> I was I suppose I say that because I think I was fortunate in that I'd had some some life experience and stuff like that. So I saw myself in other roles other than a person who identifies as a member of the LGBTIQ community. So my personal identity goes beyond that. You know, I'm a, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm someone who really loves education and you know there's a lot of things that I'm passionate about I also happen to be a member who I de- or someone who identifies as being a member of the LGBTIQ community and you know I think that the more people realise that that's just one aspect of your identity that there's so much more to it, to everyone isn't there mm. you know it doesn't define you yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think it really comes back to the use of that word normal and what normal really means. It's been fantastic speaking to you both and, and sharing that expertise and that experience as well. Um, Robin, I'll finish off by obviously, there's some students who might be listening mm. to this who are maybe going through some of these thoughts and emotions. Uh, who should they speak to? Mm. Where should they go?
1: So, if they go to the USQ website and just type in ally or LGBTIQ, they'll find our website, which has links to heaps of support. Um, also our newsletter has um, always information about the supports in the community um, and we also have our free confidential counselling services at USQ um, and I will take this opportunity to spruik the next training opportunity um, so 12th of October is when we're doing our next LGBTIQ plus awareness training online and they can find information on our website too about registering for that.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining me and uh, have a wonderful day. We'll chat to you again sometime very soon, I'd imagine.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Tom.